0: To ever increasing glory. That we would see transformation in this city and region for your glory. Amen. Amen. Oh, you know. Um, oh, yeah. You know, people, we we talk about, and our heart is for, you know, our heart is in gathering for body ministry. It's for engagement. It's not spectator Christianity. Amen? It's for engagement and body ministry. But, you know, the thing is that we have to understand this that the Western church often runs by a time clock. That's true. You talk to um, Bruce and Trish and others that, that go to Africa, that's like three hours, four hours later. Have you got any more? A day? <laughs> In terms of, you know, to, to see the ministry of the Spirit and to see people engage and for the body to participate and stuff, we just got to go, you know what? I need to give God more space. Amen? Amen? Got to give God more space. There's a challenge, there's a cost right there, there's a cost because you have to delay your coffee by another half an hour or whatever though, it's true though isn't it, we have to give God space, Um, it's good. Hey we're going to invite, I'm going to invite Aaron and uh, Katie up, we have a bit of a chat this morning instead of a message message we're going to have a conversation. This could go anyway because I haven't even told them any of the questions. So this is totally spon- spontaneous, which could be a good thing or not. But I'm not sure. But can we have a couple people hold these first because we want to um, take up the offering for these these guys, the Barker family and the Stain family. So can you, we get you to do that? Um, if you've come prepared, as, as, as we always do, it's not a compulsory thing. It's a love offering. It's a free will give, giving. But we believe scripturally that's what we do. So um, if you want to... Come and bless uh, these families, then please do that. Uh, While you do that, I've got a couple of quick announcements um, to run through. You know, there are opportunities in this city to be salt and light for Jesus. Amen? Maybe I should wait till they give the offering. Maybe I should wait. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, we will, we will divide it up. We'll just split it in half. Yeah, good question. Um, okay, you guys want to come up and grab this mic and we'll... But just a couple of quick announcements. You know, there are opportunities to be salt and light for Jesus in this region. Amen. Okay, let's try that again. There's there's opportunities to be salt and light for Jesus in this region. Amen? Yeah. Okay, cool. So one of the opportunities is what is something that we facilitate, I suppose, in the hub that's in the main street, is an opportunity to be salt and light. We have to understand that the hub is not just a bookshop. It is a place of ministry. And it is a ministry. With the people that come in and the people that get prayed for and the conversations you have, you know, we have... Um, a large number of people and we struggle for volunteers and I don't think that we should. So if, if you um, can spare some time, please make the effort. There's something for everybody. What I want to say though is that Thursday seems to be a really quiet day and we think, well, what a great opportunity to start a healing room. So if you're interested in praying for people for healing, emotionally, spiritually, physically then we want to get that off the ground um, on a Thursday. So it's not limited to Thursday because people come in the shop all other times, but we want to get the word out to make that a day. Amen? So if you want to be a part of that, come and see us. The other quick thing, I might just get you to hold that, thank you, is that there's there's a street chaplain's ministry that is starting in Bundaberg. It is fully funded, and there's actually a part-time position available, 35 grand a year, part-time. That's pretty good, I reckon. To be a street chaplain for Jesus in Bundaberg. Okay? Um, if you're interested, but that means you have to, there's a cost, means you have to be on the street every Friday and Saturday night. And you're the coordinator of the street chaplain ministry in Bundaberg. Okay? Come and see me. I've got some information, but there's an opportunity to get involved. If if that's you, if it's not, that's fine. I've advertised it because they'll be looking for some volunteers to join the street chaplain. Who's funding it? Uh, it's actually government funded, but it's um, it's actually a Christian organisation called Chaplain Watch. Yeah, so they're um, they're in Townsville. They've they've uh, been doing that for a long time in Townsville, like I'm talking like 10 years. In Townsville, they go out around the nightclubs and the precincts and stuff. They've got authorization from McDonald's. They're going to set up a gazebo in McDonald's car park um, in the city center, an opportunity to minister and help people. Amen? So, is that good? Yeah. So there's opportunities to be salt and light for Jesus. Did you guys want to say anything? We're good to go. Okay, good. We've got questions. Give them a... Give them a welcome, hey? So, oh. so it's really interesting. I was saying to Katie this morning, hands up who were here yesterday. So a reasonable portion. So um, I was saying to Katie yesterday that the, what Katie was speaking about in that first session was everything, well not everything, but majority of what God has been speaking to us about over the last couple of months. Amen. Even down to the word relaunch, okay, which is really interesting. And I'll just say that we haven't talked about anything. So anything that came out yesterday was just a confirmation of everything that we are looking at, amen. So because there's no, there's no doubt, I, I actually um, I have a lot of passions. One of my passions is to see, um, is to see unity. One of my passions is, is, is um, to see something built that lasts and stands the test of time. Because we live in a microwave society where we want instant gratification. We want everything to happen instantly. Part of the cost is that things, thing, things that last a long time take, take time to build, amen? You look at the, the roads around Bundaberg, the roads that they just did really quickly, guess what happens? The rain comes and the, pot, and the potholes open up. <laughs> and you see that all the time. But the roads that they spend more time on actually last, you know. And I actually believe that God's been doing that. I, I continually pray. You talk about standing and praying. I continually pray because I see the enemy trying to sow tears. I see the enemy trying to sow division. I see the enemy trying to sow stuff to break down what God is doing. But I believe that we're reaching a place where the foundation is, is kind of that, you know, that we have to understand that God is now calling us to engage I believe that we need a healthy community but we also obviously need to be the salt and light. But if we don't have the healthy community then what do we bring them back to? Exactly. Okay. We need both, that's why evangelists and pastors have to get on, that's why prophets and teachers have to get on because they've both got opposite ends of the spectrum but need to come together, that's what I believe. Anyway, that's all good. That's good. so. You yeah, know, don't ask no, me the so questions, Kim, no. don't Tell good. me
1: about
2: this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we've heard over the last couple of years God's heart for transformation. Okay? And the fivefold, and and we're talking about transformation of people's lives, we talk about but we're also talking talking transformation of families and cities and regions and nations. And we believe for that. So I just got an open question. What do you see the fivefold ministry's role in that?
2: Okay, so I feel that the fivefold carry a servant heart. So the identity comes from, all of our identity comes from first and foremost as a daughter of the king or a son of the king. So it's linked to who we are in Christ. But then our ministry is to serve the body through whatever flavour that is, through the prophetic, through evangelism, through whatever, but it's to equip and to train to mature the body, so to raise them up, to release them out. But this is the whole paradigm shift that I believe has to happen for the church and is in the process of happening, is that if we changed the word church to instead equip and mobilise centres, or you know, hubs of harvest and transformation that you've t- heard me talk about before, then our, our mind would shift to the purpose. So we're here for a purpose, we're here, all of us, but the fivefold are here for a purpose of equipping and mobilising people so that they will go out and do that because they're in a time of sending, we're in a time of equipping and going out and so these hubs are supposed to be places that, you know, you encounter God, you encourage and train each other, you mobilize and go out and it's just a continual process but the purpose is for impacting the world around us. But it's a servant attitude so everything comes back to ministering to the body. So the, the fivefold are a gift from Christ to the body to bring them to maturity because we're in a time of God preparing, um, positioning, purifying, maturing his bride for his return. So this is the hour, like never before, where that needs to happen on a greater scale. That's a short version.
1: Um, so, I, I mean, I think I touched a little bit on this for those that were here yesterday, but at least in my perspective, um, and, and I guess the thing is it's not limited to this, but of course I think this is at least just foundational. Um I think the first thing probably to note is that the fivefold is the kingdom governance. It's the structure in which Jesus has actually... Uh, it, he himself decided that he needed this structure in place. And so there, are, there is a divine flow that happens through that. And part of the divine flow is protection for the body. It's blessing for the body. Um, but I think ultimately um, the fivefold, exactly like Katie said, they, their role is to come under the church, church, right? Not, not the building, the body of Christ. Um, and, to, and to bring about unity and to reveal Jesus. And I think ultimately this, this is how we're going to see transformation in our cities. Is firstly, we are going to come to the, the knowledge to know him, to be grafted into him. And then we're going to bear fruit in our community um, and that is what's going to glorify the Father. This is what Jesus was talking about when he, when he was describing himself as the true vine, right? We are being grafted into him. Because if we're not, we cannot bear fruit, mm. right? So, um, I think just that's probably very 101, very foundational. But I believe that the, the, the primary role of the fivefold is to, is to operate as a kingdom government structure for the body to 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 place protection covering um but also to raise up the body right to do the the ministry of jesus to do the work of the ministry um yeah so that's
0: so just a question a you, aaron so um so aaron has a heart for the nations amen amen
1: yeah have a heart for jesus and he has a heart for the nations oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah
0: that's the given i suppose but yeah so, well, hopefully. Um, but, you know, you were sharing, like, when we caught up some time ago, you were sharing about that. But then you are also sharing about, you know, what, is, what has God been saying to you about cities and, and towns and regions in this nation? Because it's really easy. Um, I, I know you don't think this way, but it's really easy to think of the mission field as going to Africa or, or Indonesia or the Philippines or whatever. But, man, we there's such a need here. What has God been saying to you about...
1: Um. Yeah, you're exactly right. Often people, you know, they read these, they read like, you know, the great commandment, the sending, all that stuff, and they just say, I'm not called to go to the uttermost parts of the earth, you know. Um, and so they just, dis- they discount themselves and they, they don't, they think that that doesn't apply to them. Um, and so, and to be honest with you, you know, I think we all carry that, that lens or that, that filter a little bit. And, and I think in this season that Lord is removing that because you're exactly right. Our, our uh, harvest field, our mission field is the sphere that the Lord has given us influence in. Um, and so for me, I guess this picture kind of says this, um, he was even changing that in my own heart. And so one of the things, um, he, actually, he actually began to share this with my wife, Kim. Um, and just as Kim was sharing it, it just kind of planted as a seed in my heart. But... Um, you know, he said to Kim one day, my eyes are always, always on the harvest. And so he's talking to us. So it's relevant to our circumstance, what we were doing. So what he was saying is, because we were obviously going through all of these restrictions, everything that was taking place um, uh, with, with COVID and all that kind of stuff. And we're, we're obviously unable to travel to where our mission field is currently. And um, the Lord said to us, um, whilst my eyes are always on the harvest field, talking about Africa. He said, in this season, my eyes are, are looking back at my bride. And for us, what that meant, because that can have many applications, but what that meant was he was talking about his church, his body back in Australia. What he was telling us is that in this season, my eyes are not there, although they always are, they're actually back here, they're, they're in uh, that the, my eyes are on the bride back in Australia. And so he began to share with us um, and he, he kind of just began to give us a heart for uh, regional Southeast Queensland. And, and I guess it, in that partly was strategy on, because on, um, I guess ultimately, you know, we're talking about unity, right? And we're talking about connecting. And so for, for us, our heart is to go and go into regions, go into places, and meet with people that are that have the same heart, and to begin to pray together, stand with each other, encourage them, uh, pray for their cities. You know, this it's not a, it's not a benefit to us at all, but we just want relationship with those, with the body, um, and you know, just I'll share with you just the picture that the Lord had given me, um, specifically the strategy around. Um, southeast Queensland, and and so I guess I asked him. I said, "Well, Lord, what is it that you're actually doing? What is what's our role? What 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 are we doing?" And um, he said to me that in this time I'm establishing spiritual beachheads, and so he began to talk to me in this quite um, military terminology, um, and I asked him what those spiritual beachheads were, um, and he revealed that it was repentance and unity, and. He said to me that repentance and unity will mark the turn of the tide of the control over the regions and ultimately across this nation. And he began to talk to me about allied forces. So, of course, you know, he's talking about the the governmental structure of the body. Um, And he referred to them as the United Nations. And... um, you know, and so the allied forces are, are Christians um, across multiple denominations, across multiple churches. All of these barriers are getting pulled down in this season. Yeah. Um, and he said to me that the, the kingdom governmental structure is uniting and they're coming around a single agreement, which is what I talked about a little bit yesterday. They're coming around a cross, they're laying down their, their differences And they're recognizing that they have them but they're laying them down for a greater purpose Um, and you know i i I did some research and i looked up what was happening you know back in world war ii when they were taking the beachheads and it was the allied forces that actually were taking these beachheads and i began to just look at the different countries involved and that you know there there was You know, for just an example to name three, there was America, there was um, the the United Kingdom, and there was Russia. And even in that time, they themselves had conflict with each other, right? So these countries were not best friends. Um, There had been tensions for for literally decades between the United States and with Russia and all these different um, nations. But yet they they actually laid all of that down so that they could establish these beachheads in World War II. And so this is this is what the Lord was talking to me about. Um, and um, I began to ask him what the evidence of the beachheads would be. Um, and he said to me that it would be united prayer, that there would be pastoral unity, um, there would be the lifting of long-standing spiritual oppression over the regions, there would be establishing... Uh, of heavenly divine order in the governmental structure. Um, But most evidently, Jesus would become preeminent and that he would actually become the message again. And so this, I guess for us, this is what he's talking about. This is what the Lord's sharing with us. And, um, you know, we we can't go to the nations right now. um, But the Lord's hand is on this nation. And I just want to encourage you guys... um, because I may not get another chance to, but, you know, even um, to be able to pray with you yesterday, I need to tell you, like, there is so much honour in this room for you guys. Um, I mean, I I got to pray with so many of you, and you you guys are powerhouses in the kingdom. And uh, I kind of felt intimidated almost even just being there and praying with you guys. So I want to just encourage you guys that this is not a laity deity thing anymore. It's not about the 1%. It's not about the, 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 the person up the front. It's actually about you guys taking hold uh, and taking, your, and taking your, your city back for God. But like we said yesterday, it, it starts here, exactly what you just said. If it, hasn't, if it hasn't happened here, what are you bringing them back to? God's not in the business of creating orphans.
0: So one of the things that we talk about um is the church's family and uh you know that god is uh restoring that that sense of relationship with with him but then between one another and you know malachi it says in malachi that that he's turning the hearts of the fathers to the children and the, and the children to the fathers and um and i believe that i fully believe that is that is part of it and we're seeing a. An emphasis on spiritual mums and dads, I suppose. When you go into Korong, you go into bookshops. There's a there's umpteen dozen books now on that kind of stuff. There seems to be a re-emphasis on spiritual um, mums and dads, and, but I think that's important because um, I mean you look at here uh, the different generations that are here, and um, you know what that's one of my passions is to see the generations being able to work together. You know, it's been talked about a Joshua generation, but the Joshua generation is a twofold generation. It's the Joshua and the Caleb, who were the older ones, you know, giving direction and wisdom to the, the ones that are coming up. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that, Katie?
2: Um, yes. So I think that it definitely is the heart of God. So the firefold are supposed to be releasing people. They're supposed to actually want to see people run past them yeah. and run ahead of them. They're supposed to be encouraging people to go you know what i'm just going to push you into the fullness of what god has for you and they're supposed to be excited by that you know we talk about raising disciples um, and discipleship true discipleship is about turning people to jesus but it's about releasing them to the fullness of what their destiny is in god mm. and so that's why the fathering and mothering is so important because it's not that hierarchy structure it's about equipping and training centres, where people are then released to do what God has for them. And we're encouraging them along the way, we're like cheerleading them on in their lane. And when there's no competition and there's no, um, you know, those kind of things, when we can do that and actually cheer each other on and celebrate each other in God, then we see sparks flying. Then we see, you know, real things happening. We become raw and real.
0: Cool. That's
2: good.
0: One of the things I've just been just as I've been standing here um, is that, you know, um, maybe if I just ask either of you, although you've already pretty much done it, but, you, but if you've got anything else, please go for it. Do you have a word of encouragement for these guys? Because I, um, I see so much in them and I think they get sick and tired of me being the voice that says that. Um, you know, but I I just see the fact of there's so much gift, there's so much uh, grace, so much anointing, there's so many opportunities. And of course, you know, it's a bit like the parable of the sower, I think, where, you know, the word gets sown and and sometimes it gets snatches away and sometimes it's the the worries and it's the desires and the things of this world that get in there or whatever it is Um, because the one who produces 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold is the one who does something with what they heard. So, I don't know. Do you have something when you look out Uh, there?
2: You know, what comes back to me straight away is what I said yesterday in the car where I was asking, asking the Lord what my main role was for the weekend and he really just said, encourage my faithful ones. You know, he sees you as the faithful ones and all the things that he's spoken over you, you know, being a hub of harvest, being this transforming the region, you know, the shift that's already begun. I felt really this whole weekend is supposed to encourage you yes there's been opposition because there is a great destiny over the region there is there's a great destiny over the nation there's a great destiny over the nations in this region powerful destinies in god you know and we are at the tipping point of the relaunch you know we're at this precipice place and the enemy has tried to bring opposition bring division bring bring discouragement because of the time the stand that we've had to continue to make it hasn't been a once off stand it's been a continual stand but the lord is wanting to encourage you that he you've been strengthened in the battle as i said yesterday that there has a shift shift has actually happened and it's continuing to happen and that you have been given the you know key to the city and it's a as i mentioned you know the lord showed me so much for the nation but there's these that will form and there's in those places are these springs of living water that will you know bring water to the city and that's what, you're one of them you're called to be one of them and so yeah there's I mean as well as that personally I I have such a connection with you and I woke up even this morning and the Lord was saying you know as I mentioned pray for them pray for them pray for them pray for that they can continue to stand pray for them pray for them Um, But my heart is so sewn into yours and that's been, you know, I know that Aaron said that yesterday as well, that that's really a spiritual thing that God has done um, that's been so much a blessing for me. But the Lord is drawing people together who have the same heart and vision and equipping them to do his work in this hour, those who are awakened to hear him. And you've been awakened. You've seen what God's doing. You know, you see the small cloud on the horizon. But because of the length of time for the fullness to come, there's been this weariness that's set in. But the Lord just wants to remind you that the cloud is there and the downpour is coming. You know, so we're just in this time. We're around the mountain like Elijah and we just keep praying, we keep praying, we keep praying, believing that God is faithful to bring it to pass. But we're in this point and the Lord is saying, continue, continue, continue. You know, that he sees that you're the faithful remnant. He's sending you out with fire. He's, you're carriers of fire. You're saying, Lord, keep me in the flame until only you remain. I mean, there's nothing else to say. If we say that, there's nothing else to say. Because we're then going to be sent out in purity to impact the world.
1: Look, I think probably just one thing that I would say to you guys, just to encourage you, is. um, You know, there's all this talk about go being sent, all of this kind of things, and I think often you can kind of sit back and think, well, what does that look like? What do I have to do? And yes, there is a doing, um, but my encouragement to you is that to enter into rest into this season, rest does not mean don't do anything. Rest is a position that you that you actually take with the Lord, and you allow the Spirit to go before you. you yield before the Lord. Um, and here's why, and and I guess this is my encouragement to you. You know, I um, we've traveled um, throughout Africa, and for those that have been there, would 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 say that this is true. One of the greatest things, see, in Africa, there is um, it's very in your face that the 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 demonic realm is very in your face whereas here it can sometimes disguise itself behind natural things right and um over there I I like to describe it that the the evil what we come up against is like a um it's like a black mamba it's very aggressive it's very in your face whereas here it can be sometimes like more like a boa constrictor where it just very slowly begins to contract in on you and before you know it you're bound up and you're you're in striving and, and you're trying to do everything to free yourself. And the more that you struggle, this thing pulls you even closer. Um, and so in this season of sending, you need to take a position of yielding and resting. Um, because otherwise what happens is uh, essentially striving is, is witchcraft. It, is, it actually repulses the spirit because what's happening is you are conjuring. You're trying to conjure something up in your own strength and in your own wisdom. Um, whereas the Lord wants us to step back and allow him to go before us and as that happens you actually will step into an even greater level of authority and anointing and you'll have even more divine appointments take place uh, and you will see an even greater greater fruit of your ministry of your life. So my encouragement to you guys is in this season of you know talking about transformation and, and seeing this city transformed Your heart needs to be in a place of rest and yielded surrender to the Lord.
0: Amen. Anything else?
2: Just one tiny thing, which was just what Aaron said as well that um, really what happened this morning is what all God's asking. You know we make it complicated but really all god's asking is that we just meet him in his presence and want to stay in his presence because in his presence we're transformed and i think sometimes you know we we're just supposed to run our own race and that's an invitation to run and partner with jesus
0: yeah there's this um for those people on facebook during the week i put up a a message because robin Robin Smith um, messaged me a while, um, just a few days back and said, hey, with what you've been sharing, you should really listen to this message. And it was a message by uh, Bill Johnson. And it doesn't mean you have to agree with him on everything, or all, all that stuff. But, it, you know, you just listen to this message. There was, there, was, there was two things that really stood out to me. And I actually put it on Facebook because it's actually a YouTube video. There's two things that he said. He said, be careful not to abort the things that God is doing. Do not despise the day of small beginnings. He said cuz when he said you he said people pray big so we pray for 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 big things so he translates it that you're praying for an oak tree and God gives you an acorn The oak tree is actually in the acorn Don't despise the day of small beginnings of what God is doing in you through you amongst you don't don't despise that and the second thing you said that really stood out to me, which is, I think is a thing for us all to be reminded of, is that whatever God is doing here today in our lives, if it doesn't translate, if it doesn't translate to tomorrow, if it doesn't translate, then we just become a club. We just we can have an encounter, just, we can have a, an intimate time with God, but if it doesn't translate, that's not the fullness of what God wants to do. So that's, a, I guess, a, a challenge, but an encouragement. What is God doing in your heart? What is God doing in your life? And then allow the Spirit of God to, to see that translation come into your life Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Amen? The overflow of what God is doing. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to...